Hey everyone, and welcome back to the My Hero Academia podcast, known as Class 1A. My name is Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me, I have Dylan Beal and James Graham. So, if you guys were here last week, you know that last week we pretty much were just a Bakugo podcast. And I think for the first time in a very long time, these two always give me shit whenever I talk about Deku. For whatever reason, talking about the main character in an anime is always a bad thing. This episode, you pretty much don't have the option to, so this is not going to be a Deku episode. I'll find a way. Yeah, well, wait, hold on, hold on. I think there was a lot of good Monoma moments. No, there was not. I don't think anyone's ever actually said that before. (laughs) Okay, I said it as a joke a little bit, but Monoma was actually kind of cool this episode. I liked him. He was different this episode. This was the first time I think we got to see him fight, which is why he was different than what we're used to seeing all the time. But, so... Obviously, we're going to be talking about Black Whip. We're going to be talking about the fight, everything that's happening, what we think about this big reveal for My Hero. If you're an anime watcher, probably a very big thing. We've obviously known about it for a while, and it opens up so much that we're so excited to talk about. But before we do do that, if you do enjoy this or any other My Hero Academia content, we do do a bunch of videos on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash class1a. And if you are watching the video there right now, please make sure to like, subscribe, Turn on the notification bell and subscribe. It helps. Hope you guys are enjoying the content and it helps us show whatever you guys do subscribe and all that. Otherwise, you do do everything on the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever you do listen to, it's going to be there. And leave a five-star review if you do enjoy the podcast over there or go and watch it on the other platform, however you guys do enjoy it. But with that, before we get into the rest of the episode and our thoughts, let's just do a quick recap of everything that happened in this episode. So the episode starts off in Tartarus, where All for One has slightly moved, putting all the guards on high alert. Also kind of reminding us, the guards are talking about the League of Villains, Machia, and all that. Kind of remind, like, oh yeah, like these villains we haven't shown you in about a season and a half still exist, guys. Don't worry. And then All for One then apologizes to all the guards, like, directly, which kind of scared all of them, but just saying that he could hear his brother's voice and has made his body ache, which is why he was moving. Back to UA, the fifth fight is about to start, and All Might gets a call from Grand Arena, who mentions that his alter, Nana Shimura, saw one of the vestiges right as she acquired the power, but they said that it's not yet time, and she really had no other interaction with the vestiges after that. Monoma is talking to Shinzo as the fight is kind of getting closer as they're walking towards the battlefield, about how they're similar, while Deku is scouting ahead to try to draw the attention of Class 1B and get their attention so that the rest of his team can then jump in. Deku runs into Monoma and Onimonoma, who is continuing trying to pretty much bait Deku into giving away a position, getting mad, or something kind of like that. While the Class 1B is basically using long-range artillery on Class 1A, using an incredible combination of quirks that we'll talk about later on to kind of figure out where they are and do some damage right away. Monoma is continuing to egg on Deku, but when he brings up De- Bakugo, Deku really goes into a mood of wanting to capture Monoma, when suddenly a black-like substance starts to release from his art and goes on a rampage that Deku cannot control at all, telling everyone nearby, Class 1B and Class 1A, to run and hide because this whip is attacking anyone nearby regardless of who it is. All Might then tells Vlad and Aizawa that the fight needs to be called off and that something is not right. Uraraka jumps onto Deku trying to get him to calm down, and she has a for- short flashback about her childhood and kind of giving us a little bit more insight of why she wanted to be a hero, mainly because of the reaction her parents had to a hero say, uh, beating a villain in front of them. 
Raka calls out to Shinzo, who's nearby, to brainwash Deku. And when he does, Deku goes back into Vesta Shade, where we learn a lot of important things from one of the previous One for All users. The quirk that he's now using right now and is uncontrollable is called Black Whip. He's going to acquire six new quirks down the road and that he has to be more careful whenever he's using this quirk because what activated Black Whip was thinking that he wanted to capture Monoma, which then would be Black Whip, this like a pretty much a whip-like substance coming out of his arm, is the best for capture. Once Deku snaps out of it and is back into action, Monoma and the rest of Class 1B jump onto Deku and Uraraka, and the rest of Class 1A's team shows up um, shortly after, and the fight will continue in next week's episode. So usually, we do a couple of small topics. We say, oh, how was this fight? A couple of kind of more bullshit things. But I think this one very much has to just jump right into Black Whip, the Vestage State co uh, conversation, and everything around it. But we have a bunch of certain things to talk about. But what was just your reaction to seeing this animated? We've known it's been coming for so long, but what did you think about seeing it on screen? Deku's got a new quirk. That's crazy, right? Like yeah, he, has a, he has a whole other quirk, and it's gonna get more. That's that's wild. Um, I I, I was on Twitter this morning, and I have not seen it like blowing up. But I don't know if it, it was like the movie that like kind of like soft spoiled it, I guess. But I I, I figured there would be like more hype around this because. This is this is like really big reveal. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I don't know, maybe like manga leaks are just like that, like that crazy that people knew this was coming. But uh, yeah, it's not just not just getting a new quirk and like seeing it on display and stuff like that, but then being like, oh yeah, and you're gonna get six more. Like that just sets up the show. Like that, like that shows longevity, right? Like that shows that there there's gonna be a long time coming after this, right? Unless they just like power load them all on at once, but I doubt that's gonna happen, right? Like. Yeah, and, and and I agree. I think part of it could just be. I mean, it just feels weird. Like you don't know what I'm saying. Like my Hero Academia has trended for much less than this, so it did feel weird that it's not trending over Black Whip. Maybe because it's so new, and it only really mentioned Black Whip once of an actual name, which would be the best thing to really trend here. So maybe next week, or maybe it just won't trend. Whatever. But again, as you know, there's going to be six more quirks. So. Obviously, as the manga's gone on, a couple have been revealed. So maybe, yeah, people are just desensitized to Deku doing other things now because of that. But I don't want to talk to you about syndrome. Or people are just used to him getting crazy shit and they're like, all right, cool. That's true. <laughs> I mean, well, well, yeah, literally what like main anime character doesn't just randomly get a brand new um, ability yeah. about halfway or yeah, three, four, three, four seasons in. I mean, Deku got, I mean, uh, Naruto got sage power. I'm sure uh, just shit from Dragon Ball Z and all that. So. It is yeah, very you just get another Super Saiyan level. Like that's, that's, yeah. I, I do, I do, I do got to commend my hero on this, and this might be like a little like meta conversation as far as power scaling and stuff like that. Like they do it really well. We touched on this back when they did like training arcs and stuff like this. But as far as like main character power scaling, they give a really good explanation on why he gets progressively more and more powerful, and it's not like bullshit. Like you don't have to like buy into it to like for it to work. You know what I mean? I think like Horikoshi does has done a great job of like laying this out long term and making Deku's like slow uh, slow like evolution through like the, the character he is now like super believable like and just well done yeah yeah and we always know his limits too it's like yeah with, with like with the base like strength power we know that it goes up to a certain percentage we know that all might is like the end goal basically for that power um and this is just not like another like oh he can actually go to like 
2000 percent or anything like that it's just like oh this is just another quirk yeah exactly and i guess the big thing that i'm really kind of curious about is like is there going to be like strength 20 percent black with five percent is there going to be percentages Ooh. for black like or is it like with this kind of ability it's like okay just use black whip i my whole body is at 20 percent capacity but just use black whip because it said it's like multiple times more powerful than when the actual user held it we don't know the name yet we obviously do but it's not revealed in the anime yet so that'll probably be talked about next week or in the near future so just a black whip user but i just don't know about that yeah i think it matters less i mean um, um, so like it this doesn't appear that him using it like really damages him severely like it's like uh like the strength ability does so i think that like the reason for the percentage on on strength is just because it's like he needs to balance that like not exploding his own body so unless black whip actually like damages him internally i i would just expect to just it did like it. it did like tear apart like the the clothing on his arm like i mean we did see that very iconic like bruise kind of area on the arm where like part of it but kind that of could have been but... from him being thrown into buildings that could have just yeah. been from previous yeah, 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 fights yeah. like that doesn't guarantee that it's from here but also yeah i kind of i agree i think it's more closer to kind of like what Todoroki does now like oh do i want to do small ice do i want to do big ice like, obviously ice big ice? there is scaling to that and like it you're only letting out a certain percentage of it but do i need to use a ton of this black whip power or do i just need to use one little one to grab an animal out of a tree like there's always going to be scaling with any kind of quirk like that but it's not 20 percent, 50 percent, 100 percent. it's what do i need to use here and only let that out so i don't yeah, think there'll I ever be a percentage think. but unless he gets something like a like a fire ability of where it could like severely damage himself like again i don't think there will be a percentage on these like yeah. if, if he if he just got like hellfire like endeavors hellfire right like i would expect like oh yeah there's probably like a percentage there yeah yeah i, I think agree. it depends on like how the cork manifests you know what i mean because blackwood was very like almost accessory borderline utility but still destructive right but it's not like it's it's not uh, like it doesn't really take an it's more external than internal i guess you know what i mean yeah. so i don't know and something that i kind of forgot and i think it was actually a really good reminder here is with the whole vestige day conversation is that what causes these quirks to manifest is him just thinking about what he's trying to do so i think throughout the series i think some of these will come naturally it's like oh i am trying to do this i am trying to do that and that could be really good mo good moments for quirk reveals and Obviously, as a fan now that we've seen one has come out, we're like, okay, when's the next one going to come? We know six more are going to come. So whenever Deku gets in a bind, it's going to be there. But there could be different opportunities of him manifesting them. But also here, it's just like, yeah, you wanted to capture someone, so it comes out, which, again, really speaks to power scaling because now it's going to be Deku like, okay, I want to punch this man, but I also want to restrain him. So using 10%, then Black Whip, like, it just starts to get really technical for him. So I, I think it really does set up for cool things. And I agree with the power scaling conversation that my hero does it well. Well, not only that though, is like, there was another, there's another key factor in the whole manifestation. And it's the, it's the emotional state that he was in. Like Monoma was like, Monoma is the premier shit heel of my hero academia. He is the best, worst, like good character. If that makes sense. Like he is really good at getting under people's skin, getting them going and stuff like that. That's exactly what he did to Deku, right? He was poking at him because Bakugo like has no reason to be as proud as he is sort of thing. And of course, Bakugo being Deku's boy, like it just, it got him he's super, super angry. And that 
on top of wanting to capture Monoma is really what caused Blackwood to manifest, right? So now it begs the question, like, do different emotions manifest different quirks? Is it always triggered by anger? Like, I mean, it, it, like, there is so many questions that kind of spin off of this just because of that one little aspect alone. Yeah, and it's like, the, is he going to need, like, another, like, trigger for the other stuff to happen? Yeah. Or is it, like, it, is it kind of like the floodgates are open at this point? Yeah, it, it'll all be super interesting. And I think kind of talking about those next quirks, we obviously know a couple. I won't say too much about that. But what do you think would be a really cool Dirk? quirk for Deku to get here I mean so he can move super fast and super strong and he can restrain people like what would be another one that would really be good for his tool set it can kind of be similar to one we already know it could be something you make up what's just another cool quirk for Deku's tool set I have one a really good one that he needs he needs something that's like a very support heavy like rescue kind of quirk because that's like Deku's whole thing right like like he wants to save people so imagine this you know, this is just free reign to like put our OC oh, quirks in here. But think about this. It's an ability like Midnight's of where you emit like that, like that smoke or something into the air of like a like powder or whatever that people inhale. And it's like a calming effect. It doesn't like do what Midnight does, but it's like a calming, like it just eases everyone. I call that quirk aromatherapy. Yeah. So, you know, because like think about it, like he shows up to the scene. He's just like spewing out like all this like calming thing. And so that way, like whenever he's rescuing people, they're not freaking out or anything. Yeah. I mean, it does really play into the character, too. Right. Like it really does. Um, I would see like he's still at a disadvantage for me. Like, yeah, he can move really fast and stuff like that. But he doesn't have anything like he doesn't have flight or anything close to that. Like, I mean, he is, he like, I mean, yeah, he can jump really freaking high. And of course, like we have seen him do like aerial combat, but I mean, it's still fairly limiting. So something that plays into that makes him a bit more mobile as Bakugo. Cause I mean, Bakugo is like the, like he is pure agility, right? It, and he does it so, so well. To, so maybe something to put him a little more toe to toe. I'm not saying like give the man wings or anything like that, but like, I don't know, something in give that him Superman in, flight. Just give, give it to him. Just, just, just you know, just cut out the middleman. Just give him the Superman. Just make flight. him Superman. My boy's gonna be named Clark Kent by the end of this goddamn series. Like, yeah, what I, you got, Andrew? I, I think yeah. something more tactical. I mean, that's what Deku originally would was. So I think that'd just be cool if he kind of manifested something more knowledge and research based. I mean, I don't know exactly the idea of a quirk, but something like the uh, IQ girl from the license exams. Was she doing that? She has a cool oh, high IQ yeah, yeah, yeah. or something more like uh, even Momo's quirk where it's something very much based on knowledge that the years of him taking all these notes actually kind of comes to fruition. It, like if, if he can think of like the second he sees a quirk, he can instantly analyze it or something kind of like that. That just kind of plays with that kind of fanboy mindset that he's always had. I think it would just make sense for his character, but also be really good for him in a battle. He's just giving him six more combat quirks would feel a little overpowered. So you got to think a couple of them are going to be more bullshit and something that's kind of like a tactical one makes sense for the character. That's fair. I think he, I think he needs something like that. Make our boy not as dumb. Make, make him dumb. smart. Make, make him realize that he could actually <laughs> kick. <laughs> God, so what a reveal. What a reveal, guys. Um, I guess with this, so we've talked a lot about kind of Black Whip, future quirks i mean obviously till next quirks comes in this will be something we'll be talking about going forward as each new quirk is talked about as the anime kind of comes out here but is there anything else about this i mean i'm obviously i'm very very excited to learn more about the user and i'm assuming 
hopefully All Might knows more about them. I mean, obviously, he knows at least one of the predecessors. So maybe through Nanashimura, um, he knows about the previous ones. And maybe he'll be able to fill in some blanks. And maybe we'll know future quirks sooner than later. I mean, that could be another thing is that someone has to know who all the holders are, right? So, yeah, like, what if we have, like, a like a setup, right? Like, an, a whole arc of where he's just, like, going to find information about all these people, right? Like, there's got to be records out there and stuff. I think that could be a, a fun little story. Well, like, it's, it's kind of, yeah, like, it's kind of hard, though, right? Because, like, how do you keep track of a quirk that's supposed to be, like, a big secret? You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows it's always existed. But, like, it seems to be so shrouded in mystery that, like, I don't think you're just gonna be able to go to like a library and be like, oh, here's. Like, well, you know, he just finds the names of like the people, yeah, I, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I don't even know if it's that complicated, guys. I mean, All Might got it from someone. Someone's the master got it from someone. Like, you write this shit on a piece of paper. There's only seven other users, guys. Like, it's not like this is a big family tree. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. But I mean, seven, like, eight. but I mean, like, this is the thing, though. Like, it's like the the not like it seems like the information that's passed down is so so limited, right? I mean, we have All Might, and All Might really Wait. knows Dick All. Like, Gran Torino knows more than him. You know what I mean? Is Deku the eighth or ninth holder? Uh, I thought he was. Are you counting? I'm not counting. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't have a quirk, and we know All Might doesn't have a quirk, right? That he was quirky as well. That's what they said in the very first episode, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was too. Was just like you, but I wanted to hand it off. Yeah. Like that kid. I was just like you one day too. So how can he get six more quirks? He has to be the ninth then, right? Or am I doing math wrong? Because eight and seven. <laughs> Seven and eight don't have quirks, and he already has one. Or is he? Did he include Black Whip in the conversation? I'm in, I'm confused now, and we're going down a rabbit hole. I'm assuming you'd have to include Black Whip in the conversation. I'm assuming because you you're going to get six more. So yeah, so that makes him nine, right? That makes him nine. Are yeah, we really this bad so. at math? Like, it probably said it somewhere. We just don't remember. I could Google it, but, but I don't like, really feel like it. <laughs> but yeah, like I, like I was saying, like so, All Might knows Dick All. Gran Torino seemed to know more than him, and All Might's predecessor is, is is dead right so i mean the information flowing kind well, of stops there right yes but it was probably never important to know the previous names like why like, i mean i i you sure like i mean like i mean maybe they asked maybe they said in the back screen maybe deku already might know and just not know which one's which or like i don't know like you're you're, you're learning a power like you're learning a brand new quirk it's been a year since the day the deku's been attacked 18 times i mean the history lessons are not quite enough time for him to really go through it in depth right now that's true. So, That's true. We don't really get much time, much downtime. Exactly. So, anything else about Black Whip vestigate quirks? Um, yeah. I, we did have a nice little reveal of all the like a, a much clearer shot of like the the like the other people in vestige state. We like, I mean, some of them are still blurred out, but I mean, we got to see this cool dude who like looked like not like a deformed. Um. Oh my god, buddy with the buddy with the the fibers. Oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? I don't know. I, I so I, I actually do have something for for okay, this. I know what Deku's uh, an, another quirk should be. Oh, Give no. him a uh, a monster quirk, like one of the quirks that like make you look like an animal or an insect or something like Jack Mantis. Give him one of those. <laughs> Can you even show's like, done? The show's done. If that one happens. day he wakes up covered in hair or something like that. Yes, that'd, that'd be, be that'd be so funny. That'd be no. so funny whatever no I, I i'm against that um okay dylan and i guess the other thing that we usually always talk about is going to be new quirks in the episode and obviously we talked a lot about deku's new quirks but 
we saw three, and we kind of already knew Monoma's a little bit, but what are Class mm-hmm. 1B's quirks? Okay, so I'll go over the four. Um, so we have Yui Kodai, hero name Rule. Uh, quirk is size, changes the size of non-living objects. They have to specify that a lot in this show uh, between like living and non-living objects because I think uh, otherwise it kind of breaks things sometimes. Um, and her uh, design is actually based on Uraka's OG design. Oh, cool. Uh, we have Shoda, known as, uh, formerly known as Minds, but now is being translated to Minds, which was kind of weird because um, like we always known him as Minds. Um, but they clearly like point out, oh, it's minds, uh, which hmm. is a little bit weird. But his quirk is twin impact of he gives a second impact on command to any object. Uh, we have Monoma, also known as Phantom Thief. Very cool name, actually. And his quirk is copy. He can copy a quirk for 10 minutes. He can hold on to a couple of them, um, but he can't use two of them at once. So if you looked um, at all his stopwatches, that's basically whenever he uh, took someone else's quirk. So he has like a, he knows when. Uh, it's gonna run out. And, I didn't pick up on that. God yeah, <laughs> Horikoshi actually based him on a real person. I didn't say who, but he is based on a real person. Phantom and, of the Opera, I'm assuming. He's got like the coat and stuff like that. I don't know. But that's not a real person, James. Well, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, Yanagi, also known as Emily. Uh, her quirk, Poltergeist. She can telekinetically control objects, and her name probably comes from the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, but it's like kind of, I don't know. It's like kind of a deep cut. Like I, I understand. Like I understand the line that Horikoshi went for, but it's a little bit of a deep cut. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I, I literally think. Did we talk about that one day? I think so. I think well, in we, one we, of we, our yeah, one of our like, episodes, yeah, we it, it is. About it, like it has been confirmed that it is based on the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Um, that's just a weird movie to pull from, but all right. It is, yeah. I also um, love yeah, her demeanor that's... where she's always like walking around with like her hands up like a T-Rex. Like she, like, she always looks I, like a ghost. Like I don't get that. Is that why? Is that like, yeah. Cause like, like ghosts move like with their hands, like basically just like kind of resting here. Right. Like that's how she, that's how she moves. One thing I really did like about her quirk and not only did she use it, um, but Monoma also used it of like putting like little objects underneath their feet and like yeah. surfing around on them. That's super cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. it's seriously like, these three together, like the three you just kind of walked through outside of Monoma, should just start an agency. Yeah, they're like, busted, absolutely busted. Yeah. It's only for long range combat, but then you have a couple of close quarter combat fighters there too. Like, holy shit, would this be a hard kind of team to fight against there too? Obviously, there, there's always situational, but that's with all hero work here. But you put Deku on the front line to keep him distracted and have these three just shooting shit around, it'd be so cool. And I think that was the one thing that. The individual quirks are cool. I definitely think Emily's is probably the coolest, just the ability overall. But the combination of how well these three work together almost instantly, because they probably only had like in maybe an hour, two hours tops to talk through how this would work, was incredible. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 unbelievable how well like these three synchronized up together immediately and just became such a force to reckon with. Like it's 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 nuts, right? And I mean, yeah, Monoma and Shinzo are kind of like the odd man out because they're just like, well, Monoma's, Monoma's quirk is bullshit, right? Like, I mean, it really is just him, like, jacking other people's quirks. And Shinjo, Shinjo is more like utility, right? So, I mean, to see them on top of this crazy trio of, like, ranged combat is pretty ridiculous with its own utility as well. Like, I mean, like, the resizing you can do with so many different things. I mean, already saw what, like, Emily can do with, like, the poltergeist thing where you can actually be quite, like, um, 
quite agile with it, right? Like you have a, a lot, a lot of movement. So yeah, it's I like I mean it's it's impressive and like their costume designs, the three of them are all really cool. Like I mean, rules is pretty like pretty meh, but I mean I, between Mines and Emily, like I I really like what they got going on. Yeah, I, so, I'm gonna be honest. I think without Deku, this is like an easy win for them. I oh, I, yeah. I don't see I don't see almost any other team beating this combo uh besides like uh, like main character kind of like stuff to be honest i so the, there's a couple things i want to talk about here one is i agree without deku like if this wasn't a main character battle class 1b should win this like the other three like on class 1a stand no fucking chance against the other three on class 1b here too but i wouldn't say no one else beats it i i think some of it can be countered i i think todoroki's just ice walls can block everything or burn it all down to the ground so i don't agree but i agree like in this fight you take out monoma and deku and it's an easy win for class 1b here too but also did you guys notice that monoma had like three stopwatches in his hand on both hands. he had a bunch got, of stopwatches got... on him yeah. yeah part of his character design but why like do we think that they're like teasing, like they made it very clear he can only have one quirk at a time. Do you think he's going to be able to have more? He just like Dylan said that. Dylan said he can yeah, hold wait, multiple. Yeah, he could, no, he can't use two of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, he, but he can hold multiple. So if he's just yeah. holding them and maintaining them and keeping an eye on like the clock, yeah, that's, like, that's oh, what they're all for. Yeah, yeah I yeah, was yeah, only yeah. halfway listening. Okay, so that's the case. Okay, so I, I just want to confirm that if we, if we knew that or not already. <laughs> you know, he, so, he just he just can't use two of them at the same time. Yeah, you can't put them together, right? But another another cool thing that they touched on in not this episode, but the previous one is that Monoma can encounter something called a blank, yeah. which is a quirk he can't inherit. He slapped he Deku at the end of this fight, by the way. If you guys did yeah. not catch that, he slapped Deku. Okay, so we need we need to talk about how much Monoma does not give a shit about like fight dynamics and stuff like that. Like Deku's like tearing apart like the entire fight arena. Shinjo's just standing there after he broke him out. And Monoma's like, we're going right back at it. I'm going to take this man out again. Yeah. And he just flies instant. out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, he really needs the win, though. Like, that's that's super yeah. important because they talked about that, that they have to get a win here for it to not be like a, a loss. Yeah. So, yeah, I this is kind of a kind of going on this. We're getting anything else big picture we want to talk about with class one beats work. I, I not so much. I, I just with, with Shinzo again, I want I really like circling back to him and how good he's working into both classes. Like, I mean, he's he's just become such such a good character. And clearly, like, Monoma cares about him, too. Because Black Whip, like, takes off like a bat out of hell. Monoma dodges it and realizes he left Shinzo in there with it, right? Like, he's like he's pretty worked into both classes, which I think is great. I think next week will be a good Shinzo episode. Because next week's the actual fight. This was a Black Whip episode. Next week's yeah. an actual fight. So I think next week will be a good one to kind of talk more about that kind of stuff. But this is part... Kind of, this is pretty much a theory from a fan that's not listed on Instagram. I was kind of messaging back and forth. His name is Ivan about how Monoma can be broken. So we've seen throughout the series that all Monoma has to do is touch hair to be able to take the quirk. And from an aspect, hair isn't considered living. So, like, if you think about that, hair isn't a living thing. So, if you were to take hair from a bunch of different people, put it into a book and just always keep that book on him at all times, kind of like Crollo from Hunter x Hunter, or have some kind of gauntlet that could just store a bunch of them and then touch him whenever he wants it, he could be incredibly broken. Like, do you think this is like the theory of the, like, the hair? Because we see him do with the Kirishima and the pony races. Like, do you think that would work or would they My Hero Academia that kind of out of happening? 
And two, would that not just be cool? Just carrying a book around of every single quirk imaginable. So I want to I want to take that a little bit further because I think that's such a cool idea. And when I think about like hair being used like as a hero item, who else has hair being used as a hero item? Um. Oh, right. Uh, Muriel, and that's all. That was another Muriel, point he make made. It, make it into like a suit or something. You could just touch different parts of the suit to get the powers. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, like, like I mean, you just kind of use like <laughs> don't use that face. Yeah. Cover well, it up. Think... Suit made out of other people's hair. That was disgusting. <laughs> for the power, yes. I think that's Endgame for Monoma, though. Like, I don't think I don't think this. Like, I think Ivan's theory is actually really cool. And mm -hmm. I think it is Endgame for Monoma. Like, he becomes like this this crazy character that just has like all these quirks at his utility of course he can't like i mean it seems to be a pretty concrete thing that he can't use two at the same time that seems to be like a deal breaker for him but i think like i think at the end of the series that's peak monoma for yeah. sure well even the thing is too is that like there's no rules about him not being able to use it back to back or anything kind of like that so i mean let's say he just finds a couple quirks he really likes has them stored into a gauntlet or something on him, yeah. and he just masters those five quirks. It just makes him. Of, it makes him. It makes him crazy, right? Like, yeah, something I mean, like that. I mean, he he takes Bakugo's quirk and masters Bakugo, or he starts an agency and he has four other people that are close with them, and they train them in how to use their quirks to become maybe not professional level with each individual quirk, but with a combination of them. Like when he was messaging this, and like I was reminded that oh yeah, he can store like multiple quirks at once, and being able to switch through them instantly makes him so strong even though not having this quirk that he is a really cool character if he wasn't such a heel like i i they'd play more into him if that was class 1a like i think we would have seen that already if he was in class 1a but with class 1b he's just good as a heel i think that's all he'll ever be unfortunately but in like we have OC like we world, have seen we've seen that his ego can be checked though like we know like like he's not just like a hard heel like he does have like that, that a decent degree of balance. He just isn't capable of doing anything about it when he's either against like Deku or Bakugo or like his pride's on the line. But he like he like you can tell there is growth with Monoma. It's just not as quick or it's like it's you're just not seeing it as much with like guys like Bakugo or anything like that. Yeah, but I just want to bring that up. He was sending Instagram DMs and I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to kind of bring up on the show. But with that, we have one last thing before wrapping up this weekend. That is going to be. The Plus Ultra Reward. Plus Ultra Reward is a weekly award that we give away to a character that went beyond, that went Plus Ultra. And then at the end of the season, we will see who went Plus Ultra the most as we tally up all the votes from the three different hosts. James, who do you got? This was a hard one for me. This was real difficult because um, it was torn between two characters. I didn't know how to do it because it was like it was one manifested in the other. But I have to go with Shinzo. I have to pick Shinzo because of the the fight me scene is just I like I get that it was manifested by Uraraka, but it Shinzo basically saved Deku's ass and saved the class's ass because he was going out of control. I'm going with Shinzo. Ooh, Ooh yeah, thumbs God. down. Whatever. I'll take the next Whatever. one, which is ten times better. Black Whip user. Don't know his name yet. He didn't do like what? What? Lore bomb. I love lore bombs from Trash. fucking characters. It's not plus ultra. You're not going plus ultra if you drop a lore bomb. That's the nothing. dude's dead and talking to Deku. That's pretty plus ultra if you ask me. Oh, That's the that... definition of plus ultra. You're so powerful that you're still hanging by in the afterlife. Get him out of here. Get okay. Him out of here. Okay. What so do you got, here's Dylan? here's the real answer to it. Because plus ultra is about going above 
and beyonds and obviously it's uraka uraka obviously got it like like in in the face of this terrible thing happening around deku it's literally destroying everything everyone's getting out of the way she jumps towards him which is like how can you not give it to her this is like the whole thing of my hero this is like if you could sum up the thesis of my hero it's about just like leaping into action without even thinking it and uraka did this it was it easy how could you not give it to her Okay, hold on. My Deku was my second vote. Deku was my second vote, so you wouldn't yeah, have liked that either. We are now taking applications for a new host. By Go me. ahead. <laughs> all right, boys. I think that's all we have for this week's episode. I mean, obviously, I thought we were going to be a little bit more in agreement, at least some of us here today, but we were quite a bit off. But hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think next week is going to be just as fun. Season is absolutely starting to heat up. I know it started off slow, but these last two episodes have been great, and it's only going to go up from here. So I hope you guys will all be back next week for episode 11. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next Saturday.